Welcome back. You are listening to that one sports podcast. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Mitch Wilson on the ones and twos. Bonus episode. Let's go. Bonus episode this week is going to be the divisional round preview. And ooh, do we have a good one. So let's get right into it. The first game of the divisional round of the playoffs is going to be the Texans traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. And in this matchup, you have a young team versus a very good veteran team. Let's start with the Ravens. The Ravens have the number one seed. They're healthy. They're well-rested. Well they also just signed Dalvin Cook to the 53-man roster, so you know he's going to be playing on Sunday. Also, Lamar Jackson is the favorite, and I believe he's going to win the NFL MVP award this year. Also, the Ravens have the best defense in the league. Period. It's close. You know, there's also you got Kansas City, you have San Francisco, but when it comes to points per game, the Baltimore Ravens lead the league in only giving up 16 and a half points a game. So they have they are the number one seed and also have the best defense when it comes to giving up points. However, as great as Lamar is, he's won an MVP, he's about to win a second, he is one and three in the playoffs. So, so far in, in his career, he's gotten to the playoffs and for the most part hasn't showed up. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Lamar we get in this game here because you're the one seed, you're the favorite for the MVP. This is a game that you go out and you show why you are going to win the MVP this season, plain and simple. You have Mark Andrews, you have Odell Beckham, you have a great rookie receiver in Zay Flowers, who I think is going to be a factor in this game. I think Lamar obviously is going to make some plays with his legs, but hitting Odell, Zay Flowers down the field, that's going to be the difference in this game. If Lamar can hit those guys downfield on those strikes, they have a very good chance to win this game. Again, the Ravens don't have to put up a lot of points because their defense is just that good. Now, let's go over to the Texans. The Texans, they are young, but they are hungry. And obviously, C.J. Stroud is playing like a seasoned vet and is scoring touchdowns and not giving the ball to the other team, and that is vital. And the part about the Texans is their team is so young and sometimes in these situations, to be young, and I would say young and dumb, and you don't know what you don't know, is great for them because they're so young, they probably don't understand the magnitude of the game and how important it is, so they're probably least likely to to tighten up in these type of situations because essentially the Texans are playing with house money because they were not supposed to be here. So the fact that the Houston Texans have made it to the playoffs and have won a game in the playoffs, no matter what happens now, it's icing on the cake because they were not supposed to be here. For the Texans, they got to get Nico Collins going early in this game. And if Baltimore does not bracket cover Nico Collins, 
they will weep what they sow because in the first round, Cleveland did not do that with him, and he had, a, I believe, about 100 yards and a touchdown. Literally, the first play of the game versus the Cleveland Browns, C.J. Stroud hits Nico Collins on his, like a 75-yard deep post route for a touchdown. He is the best weapon on offense for C.J. Stroud. They need to take him away. Also, the Texans are playing in Baltimore, so that means they're playing in the elements. It's going to be cold, probably snowy, right? So you have a team that plays in the South in a dome and has not played in these elements in January. So how does that affect their offense? How does that affect C.J. Stroud, who has played the majority of his games in his rookie year in the warm weather or in a dome? That could be the pivotal factor in this game because when it's cold, as you all know, especially if it's snow, then that means you better have great ball security because that ball is a lot more likely to pop out because when it's cold, you get hit. It does not feel good at all. So this is a very interesting matchup. However, I do believe the Ravens will pull this out and I have the Ravens winning this matchup against the Houston Texans. I think that this is a somewhat close game, but I do believe the Ravens get it done and I believe they win this game by a score of 30 to 20. However, if CJ Stroud shows up and Lamar Jackson that has showed up more frequently than not in the playoffs, then that will spell trouble for the Baltimore Ravens because Lamar is the engine that makes that team go, so he has got to show up for his team to win this game. So again, got the Baltimore Ravens over the Houston Texans. Next game, we got the Green Bay Packers against the San Francisco 49ers. These two games on Saturday are very similar because both Ravens and the 49ers are the one seeds, and the Texans and the Packers were not supposed to be there this year. So again, the Packers are playing with house money just like the Texans. The fact that they beat Dallas last week, that wasn't supposed to happen. So they're going to be playing free and just happy to be here. However, let's go. let's talk about the 49ers. 49ers, Brock Purdy. In my opinion, I know Lamar is the favorite for the MVP. I think the MVP should be going to Christian McCaffrey. The season he's had from the running back standpoint, you look at Christian McCaffrey, you've got a guy in Christian McCaffrey who's got over 1,400 yards on the ground and over 500 yards receiving. He has total over 2,000 all-purpose yards, I think that this year, because it was just a weird year for the MVP for quarterbacks because there wasn't really a quarterback who really separated himself from anyone from a numbers perspective. So basically, since that didn't happen, they're basically giving it to the quarterback on the best team, in their opinion. So I think Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP this year. Then you also. You also have, obviously, Brandon Ayuk, who is a who is a really good receiver. You know, he's got over thirteen hundred yards this year. You have Debo Samuel, George Kittle. They have so many weapons on offense. They are a nightmare to defend. And so Brock Purdy, as long as Brock Purdy takes care of the ball, gets it to his playmakers, and they make plays, 
they will have a good shot to win this game. Again, the Packers, tell you what, Jordan Love, like I said in my previous podcast, is making that that Packers front office look real good right now because he's the guy they drafted to step up when Aaron Rodgers left. And boy, has he done that. The Packers game, he played so well. I will say, though, it was crazy to see him throwing to guys literally wide open. I think that they said the average number of yards between receivers and defenders that Jordan Love was throwing to last week, I think, was like over five yards, which that is unheard of, especially in that type of importance of a playoff game. But Jordan Love is absolutely balling out. Also, you have Aaron Jones, a running back that is absolutely hot right now. I believe I believe he has scored multiple touchdowns in their last three to four games. He's running the ball really, really well. The, the, the Green Bay Packer receivers are catching the ball really well. Reed, I believe Dobbs, and they just, again, like the Texans, I believe the Packers are actually the youngest team in the NFL. So they are very don't know what they don't know. And sometimes in this type of situation, to fully comprehend the magnitude of the situation, for them to probably be able to go out there and play free, fun, and fast is a good thing for them. However, I do think that the 49ers get the job done against the Green Bay Packers. I think the final score to this game is going to be 28-17, 49ers. Because I believe that the 49ers just have too much on offense for the Packers to handle. Like I said, they have Brendan Ayuk. They have Debo Samuel. They have Christian McCaffrey. And they also don't forget about that bad man, Mr. George Kittle. And as long as he gets it to those playmakers, and again, the 49ers always have a good defense. The 49ers defense is ranked number three, giving up only 17 points a game. So when you say, hey, they're only giving up 17 and a half points a game and you have all those playmakers on offense, I think the 49ers get the job done against the Green Bay Packers. Next game on the docket, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Detroit Lions. Let's start with the Bucks. Baker Mayfield absolutely resurrecting his career in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay also has Mike Evans, who's having... A fantastic year again. Got over 1,200 yards receiving and 13 touchdowns. Side note, a lot of people don't realize, but Mike Evans is going to be a Hall of Famer. I believe he's the only receiver in NFL history to have 1,000 yards every single year that he's played up to this point. I think he's played 10 seasons, I believe. Every year that he's played in the NFL, he's had over 1,000 yards receiving. That's Absolutely insane. Mike Evans is definitely going to be a big player in this game. Obviously, Baker's going to be looking for him down the field. Then you go to Detroit, Jared Goff, Amon St. Brown, David Montgomery. This game is in Detroit. And so Jared Goff, if he takes care of the ball, I think they'll have a good chance to win. Detroit's defense is significantly significantly better and only giving up 18 points a game as to where the Tampa Bay defense is giving up 24 points a game. I believe one of the X factors in this game 
is going to be Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end for the Detroit Lions. I think he's going to be able to get to Baker Mayfield, and I think he's going to cause a turnover. I think that the storyline for the Detroit Lions this year is too good. They are at home for the first time in 30 years last week, their first home playoff game last week in Detroit. They went, so they play, so they're playing the Bucks. Detroit gets the job done against Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Jared Goff and Amon St. Brown are going to have a day. Aiden Hutchinson is going to have a day. And let me tell you, the Detroit Lions win against Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-21. It's a close one. Okay, it's a close one. But Detroit finds a way to win. And Detroit will will be playing the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. The last game of the divisional round of the playoffs. My Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be a good one. First, I want to talk about I don't understand why people are making such a big deal about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs finally having to go on the road in the playoffs. I mean, they're blowing this out of a portion. Like, they're making it sound like Kansas City plays all their games at Arrowhead and they never leave. If you would look at the numbers, if you look at Patrick Mahomes' career numbers, he has a better record on the road than he does at home. And if you don't think he is absolutely relishing the opportunity to go to Buffalo and shut all those fans up in that stadium, Bills Mafia, if you don't think he's relishing in that moment, oh, you best believe he is. You got Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL. If you disagree, please tell me who you think it is and we can have a discussion. Because last time I checked, Pat's got two rings. Two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. I don't think anybody's even close. Chiefs got Hall of Fame tight end, Travis Kelsey. And I think this is the game that Travis Kelsey absolutely explodes. I feel like this is a type, if, if you regularly watch the Chiefs, you will understand this. I feel like Travis Kelsey is going to have the type of day when he plays the Chargers. For whatever reason, whenever we play the Chargers, Travis Kelsey has a day. I wouldn't be shocked if Travis goes for eight or nine catches, 120, 30 yards. Then you also got to deal with Rasheed Rice, who has emerged as the Chiefs' number one receiver. You also have to deal with Isaiah Pacheco, which a lot of people don't realize the last time they played in the regular season this year, Isaiah Pacheco was not in that game. All those things. Do you think that I'm worried? Absolutely not. Hey, but let's go to the Bills. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is that dude. But here's the deal. The biggest thing with Josh Allen and the reason why he is not held in in the same manner as Patrick Mahomes is because he's too inconsistent. Too much inconsistency. If he'd stop giving the ball away, he may have already won a Super Bowl or at least been to an AFC Championship game. 
Buffalo has Cook in the backfield, who's a baller. Stephon Diggs, who's an absolute baller. However, I think with the Chiefs defense and and Jerry Sneed, I think they'll be able to contain Stephon Diggs. I think the X factor in this game for the Buffalo Bills, it's going to be their two tight ends, Dalton Kincaid and Knox. The two tight ends. If they can get those guys going, I think that will be the I think the Chiefs will be in a little bit of trouble. However, the Chiefs do have one of the best defenses in the league. They're actually ranked number two right behind the Baltimore Ravens in points per game. The, the Chiefs are only giving up on average 16.7 points a game. And in the last three games, they've only averaged giving up 12 points. The X factor in this game, which sounds so ironic because for the longest time, when you think of the Chiefs, you think of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, this offense. Now, the X factor for the Chiefs is going to be the defense. Because they are elite, they have been elite all year. If the Chiefs defense holds Buffalo to 21 or less, Chiefs win this game. Now, if they score more than that, then that's when it's going to get interesting because it's going to come down to if the Chiefs kick field goals or score touchdowns in the red zone. That has been the Chiefs' Achilles heel the whole season. They can move the ball up and down the field, but they can't score touchdowns and then they have to settle for field goals. So what does it mean if the Kansas City Chiefs win? Well, to be completely honest, it's just another notch on the belt going to another AFC championship, which wouldn't be that much of a shocker, at least, you know, for those of us who are fans, you know, it's 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 really crazy that the Chiefs have went to five straight AFC championships, and if they go to a six, you know, that's just ta- talking about having consistency in an organization. If the Buffalo Bills win this game, Josh Allen will finally be able to get the monkey off his back because Josh Allen, the Bills, they have beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the regular season, but they have not done it in the postseason. So you need to do it Sunday if you're Josh Allen. Because if you don't do it Sunday, Sunday is the perfect storm. You've been waiting for how many years to get the Chiefs in your home stadium in the playoffs. The Chiefs offense is not clicking on all cylinders. If you're going to get them... This is the year, Josh Allen. You need to get them this weekend, Sunday. Because if you don't, the questions will, will arise. Will he ever be able to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? This is a legacy game for Josh Allen. If he wins, he gets the monkey off of his back and finally gets to go to an AFC Championship. If he doesn't win... It's almost like their their Super Bowl window is closing super, super fast. And they're going to have to start over because you need to get younger if you're Buffalo. You got guys on contracts that are going to be that are going to be coming up here soon. And so this is this game is more important for Josh Allen than it is for Patrick Mahomes, because if the Chiefs lose, you're going to say, Man, you know, that stinks. 
you know, the, the Chiefs will just reload and the, they'll be back. They'll be back next year in the playoffs. If Buffalo loses, I think they have to start over. But, I mean, who am I, right? Again, with all that being said, I'm sure you probably know where I'm going with this. The reason why I'm picking the Chiefs is because I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And I think what is going to really hurt Buffalo is the fact that they have so many starters on defense that are not playing. And when you take, when you go up against an, you know, offense that has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and you don't have your starting linebackers in and you're missing secondary guys, that spells trouble. I'm picking the Chiefs in this game, 27-24. The only way Buffalo wins this game is if Josh Allen puts on the cape and flat-out outplays Patrick Mahomes. Only way Buffalo wins, because the Chiefs' defense is better. I take Patrick Mahomes, and with all the injuries that Buffalo has, I'm taking the Chiefs. Again, the only way Buffalo can win this game is if Josh Allen goes into the phone booth, puts on the cape, and throws for over 300 yards, runs for 70, has four touchdowns and no turnovers. That's the path for Buffalo to win this game. And I think that just doesn't happen. And I'm also not a homer. I'm not saying this because I'm a Chiefs fan. I just think the injuries to the Buffalo defense is going to just hurt them so bad. It didn't hurt them against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, they shouldn't even have had no business being in the playoffs. How they got there, I don't know. They got lucky. but. The quarterback was not good. Average receivers, you know, so for their defense to play an elite-level quarterback with an elite-level pass catcher and Travis Kelsey and a emerging number one receiver in Rasheed Rice, that spells trouble. So I'm so excited for this weekend and these games coming. And that wraps the divisional round preview of the NFL playoffs. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And guys, remember, be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next episode, fam. Peace.